Good evening, and <laughs> welcome to the Dreary Midnight Podcast. My name is Lisa, my pronouns are she, they. My name is Celeste, my pronouns are she, her. And tonight is a Celeste-led episode. It what are we is. talking about tonight? Tonight we are doing Superstitions Part 2. We've done this before. We've done. We have been here before. We have been here before. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite things to research. Yeah, just because superstition is so prevalent in our day to day. Yeah, Um, and I like dissecting it. Yeah, and I never realized how many superstitions we have until. Yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll mention another one. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I've heard that of that too. one. Yeah. 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 So, what do we got this time? Well, this time we have once again four superstitions. Okay. Um, if, just in case anybody's tuning in for the first time, I'll do a little refresher on what defines a superstition. Yeah. And if you are tuning in for the first time, I recommend that you pause this, go listen to our previous superstition episode, and then come back here. Yeah. But basically, uh, superstition is uh, a belief, half-belief, or practice for which there appears to be no rational substance, and those who use the term imply that they have certain knowledge or superior evidence for their own scientific, philosophical, or religious convictions. One person's religion might be another person's... Sur- circum- uh, One person's <laughs> religion is another superstition. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's something that you do that has no actual reasonable reason as to why you would do it uh, and yet people still do it anyway because of long-held beliefs mm. um last time we did knocking on wood uh walking under a ladder breaking a mirror black cats yes yeah. so for examples all right so what are we doing this time this time so our first superstition that we're going to talk about is the lucky penny okay so do you know the the rhyme see a penny Pick no. it up all day long, you'll have good luck. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. See if any pick it up all day long, you have good luck. Do you want to, similar to how we did last time, do you want to guess as to why? Uh, this one these I don't actually know. Lucky? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess that something, something, copper, something, something, face up, something, something, luck. That's pretty much the gist. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm a good guesser. Yeah. Metal in general was regarded as very valuable by various ancient cultures. Mm-hmm. It was believed to be a gift from the gods, sent to protect those whom they favored. Um, and metals were also believed to protect against evil and harmful spirits. So mm-hmm. it was made of copper. There were some sources that said specifically copper had um, protective abilities. There were other sources that said it was just metal in general. Hmm. And if you think about it, like, metal is used as a protection later on. Like, people yeah, use it yeah. for like, armor and yeah. weaponry and stuff yeah. like that. Well, even Shields. I'm just thinking about, like, oh, iron's sometimes used against the Fae. Yeah. So, yeah. So, metal was definitely seen as, like, especially when it wasn't in abundance, oh, like it yeah. is nowadays. Yeah. Um, it was definitely seen as a more, you know precious thing yeah when culture started using coins as currency basically the more coins you had the wealthier you were and therefore the more lucky 
So if you're finding coins just in the middle of the street, that's obviously very lucky because you are acquiring money. (laughs) Yeah. Nowadays, obviously, the penny isn't worth as much as uh, it would have been. Yeah, and and I mean, at least in the U.S., it costs more to, to make produce a penny. a penny than its assigned value. That's it's called like one point seven cents <laughs> to make a penny that is assigned as a uh, one cent. Here's my tangent on coins and why coins are better than paper money. Okay. Okay. Coinage used to actually be worth something. So mm. the type of metal that the coin was made from mm. was obviously like a silver was more valuable than a copper. You know? Yeah. Um, And not just that, but, like, the size of the coins were also um, determined how much it was worth. So, say a coin is the size of, like, a quarter or something, right? Yeah, yeah, And in order to pay, you might chop that quarter into, like, fourths. Okay. And then that little fourth of a quarter is obviously not as much worth as much as the full quarter because say it's made of like silver or something yeah a tiny little piece of silver is not as valuable as like three quarter piece yeah. of silver yeah but basically that's why they have like the names like sixpence and oh, you know stuff yeah. like that because they would yeah. cut up the coins and the value would be in the metal in the actual oh. metal so if you want if you're getting um a whole gold coin that's, that's worth lot. something. Yeah. That's worth something. It's supposed to just like a tiny little piece of yeah. gold. Because the value was in the uh, the metal and what and how, you know, uh, abundant it was. Mm. Nowadays, with paper money, paper itself is not valuable. Yeah. Paper, it's, it's just the number. It's basically just notes that mm. we've given to each other yeah. as like an IOU sort of thing. Or yeah. like a, this is worth this many notes. Mm. Um. But I like the idea of coinage because at least it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> nowadays, the see, so nowadays coins are seen as invaluable, and it's just for the majority of human history, coins the were the currency. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I want to be able to like break up a quarter and be like, oh, you need. 15 no you need 10 cents here instead of giving you a dime i'm just gonna give you a little piece of quarter (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know you know it's but that's also why the coins are like different sizes and stuff because they used to like have different values anyway i did not know that the only reason i know that is because i follow townsend's on uh youtube Uh, and they did a whole little mini documentary about coins that's great anyway anyway so that's my that's my town that's my Townsend's rant that's my coins rant Mm. um so yeah basically back to this obviously coins were currency the more coins you had the wealthier you were you find a coin on street you're more wealthy Mm. because you have a whole penny Mm. wow people say that it could also be the origin of this see a penny pick it up there's apparently a pagan ritual that was see a pin and pick it up and all day long I'll have good luck. Mm. And then this pin would be used in a good luck incantation. Oh, cool. Yeah. That eventually evolved into being a penny instead of a pin, but both a pin and a penny are made of metal. So maybe it was a similar thing where like metal is valuable. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Other theories as to the origin of this superstition are rooted in practical magic. So if you discard a token of wealth, even a small one, the opportunities for financial gain will pass you by. If you don't pick up the coin, 
then mm. you're gonna have bad luck financially uh, because yeah. you're not taking oh, the opportunity. Here's for your making opportunity money. right here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of the superstition like don't put your purse on the floor? Yeah, it's similar it's to same that. Sort of thing, like yeah. you're not having respect for your money, yeah. and therefore your money isn't going to come to you. Yeah. Speaking of copper, well, because we're talking about metal. Pennies are made mostly of copper, mm. um, and this is actually a Venus metal. So to spurn a penny is to reject love and money in a single pass. Oh my god. Yeah. And we all know what happens when you piss off Aphrodite. <laughs> Seriously. You start an international war. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Yeah. Technically, Aphrodite was the reason... The fine print was what started the war because True. <laughs> yeah. didn't think about like, oh, this is a woman who's married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, some people believe that different outcomes will occur if the penny is found either heads up or down. Cool. So if your head if the penny is heads up, you can pick it up, it's a good luck. If it's tails up, mm. it's apparently not good luck. So what you can do is you can pick it up and turn it over for the next person. So they'll see a penny that's heads uh, up, yeah. and they'll get good luck, and in, you know, karma will help you out and give you good luck as well. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So that one's a pretty innocent yeah. one to start. No, All right. No, How dark are we going? We're not going too dark, but I'm saying, like, at least nobody dies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Now, if anybody asks you where the lucky penny know comes what from. To do it. I'll know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, right. um, what's up next? Superstition number two. Okay. Hanging a horseshoe above your door. Do you know? I think. Why? It, is it connected to the iron situation? Um, That's part of it, yeah. Okay. And um, I think it's either Irish or Jewish. Or both. Irish. Irish. As far as my sources could tell. Yeah. If I know what you're getting at. You know, I think I was thinking of Passover or something where you put the... the oh, blood. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Lots of doorways and stuff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, um, the... But, anyway, the... Uh, my guess is it's something to do with a magical horse or something. Mm, <laughs> I like that guess. Yeah. Because it's based out of actually the uh, White Lady episode where white is very much like the death color and a lot of Irish mythology is like death comes on a white horse. So, oh, man. anyway, so. Irish mythology is so It's cool. wild. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was Irish. <laughs> uh, I can tell you so far all it's led to is, for to me, for me, all it's led to is sunburn. So, um. <laughs> I'm sure my husband would agree with you. <laughs> I have to slather him in sun... Well, yeah. not... I don't, but I make sure that he's slathered yeah, no, in sunscreen I, before we leave the house. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I should have put sunscreen on to do that 10-minute walk to Starbucks we just did. I was vibing. I get all dark in the summer. Yeah. It's I mean, great. okay, so the viewers can't see this, but Celeste Oh, my God! Can. You're, it's so pale! Yeah, but, so my arm is a solid three to five foundation shades darker than that my stomach. That looks like a different arm. Like, <laughs> that looks like a different person's arm. Right? I don't know what mine is. No, it's maybe one to two shades off, but like... That's fair. In, in everyone's... Def- well, I don't know. I do wear crop tops. Yeah. So my oh, tummy is, is more... Um, I'm wearing crop top right now. Yeah. So my tummy is more tan than, you, than other people's. Yeah. Anyway. Either way. So, um, 
the oldest origins for the horseshoe bringing luck comes from ancient Europe, where the horseshoe's crescent shape represented various moon goddesses. Okay. Good, yeah, crescent, like the moon. Yeah. They were signs of protection, good luck, fertility, and could protect against a curse from the evil eye. Cool. Speaking of uh, moon goddesses, hmm. there was one source that I read that noted that the vulval shape of the horseshoe, uh, it could be an invocation of the moon goddess Diana and her sacred vulva, which I didn't know she had. Same. Power to her. <laughs> I guess so. And especially her vulva, I guess. <laughs> her vulva is powerful. <laughs> it's sacred, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> the point is, the shape of the horseshoe is um, either looks like the moon or looks like a female genitalia, depending yeah. on how you look at it. Yeah. That was some of the or earliest origins that mm. people have found. Mm. Similar to pennies, metal was valuable and magical. And iron, as you alluded to earlier, it could withstand fire, which was like a big deal. And it was believed to ward off evil. It could Because it could withstand fire and it was a powerful metal, it could ward off evil spirits and fairies. Oh, cool. Yeah, like evil fae. Mm. Which, bro, if we do an episode on fairies, I, yeah. that's when I'm going to be feral. <laughs> uh, uh, that is a brief allusion to last week when I went absolutely feral, feral about ancient, uh, Egypt. ancient Egypt. Yeah. Anyway. That was your middle school hyperfixation. Yeah. Fairies is mine. Uh, yeah. I would literally go into the school computer and just type in, like, fairy. Yeah. And just look at images <laughs> of fairies. <laughs> don't ask me why. Yeah. It brought me joy. Yeah. Either way, if you don't want fairies, iron's the way yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, iron also apparently protected against witches. So, during the Middle Ages, it was believed that witches had a fear of horses, especially their shoes... And that they rode on broomsticks instead of horses specifically for this reason. Okay. I definitely heard a very different story about why they rode on brooms. I'm sure this is just one um, region's yeah. story. Yeah. Okay. What's the story that you heard? That uh, you is brooms? that because they're associated with Satan, that the broom is a uh, sex organ. Oh. <laughs> we just... It's a We're sex going organ there. episode, We're I guess. We're going there this episode. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Don't use a broom. Yeah. That's splintery. Yeah. Official Dreary Midnight Stands, don't use a broom for sex acts. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, don't use wood in general. That's not healthy. Um, <laughs> I'm not a professional sex anything, but uh, don't... I don't... I it just, just doesn't, doesn't seem nice. Fun. It doesn't anyway. seem nice. So, because witches were so afraid of horseshoes. Apparently, uh, suspected witches who were tried and not burned at the stake, but buried upon their deaths, had horseshoes nailed to their coffins to protect to prevent them from returning to life or resurrecting again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep them in their coffin. <laughs> All right. Now, the horseshoe was originally held in place with seven iron nails. So horseshoes have seven holes, and that's seen as a lucky number. Okay. In some cultures. Yeah. And um, hanging a horseshoe over one's bed could prevent nightmares. The horseshoe was also used by sailors who nailed them to the foremast of their ships to ward off evil spirits from harming their ships, crew, or preventing them from arriving at their destination safely. So, 
making sure that they got to his station safely. Yeah. Um, and hanging a horseshoe outside of the home, barn, or store wards off evil and brings good luck. Mm. Now, uh, there's debate on how to hang the horseshoe. Some regions say to put it in the U shape so that all the good luck is caught. And if it's turned upside down, the luck will pour out. But some people say that when it's an upside down U, the luck sprinkles onto people as they pass through the door. Oh, cool. So it's up to you. It's up to however you were raised. But how did hanging above the doors become popular? Mm. Well, according to legend, a blacksmith named Dunstan was working one day when the devil came into his shop. The devil either asked Dunstan to reshoe his horse or himself, sources vary, but either way, Dunstan recognized the devil and in a moment of trickery, nailed a horseshoe onto the devil's cloven hoof. Now, there's variations that say this was a red-hot horseshoe, mm. which made it very painful. Some, Or it was um, the, that he used long nails that went into the quick of the hoof. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is also very painful. Yeah. Because in this variation, the devil has hooves. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, if I'm recalling my very limited knowledge of horse anatomy um <laughs> most of the horse's hoof is the same material as a human fingernail mm-hmm. um but if you go it's a pretty thick area but like if you go beyond that it's almost like going underneath a human nail exactly and so think about putting like a metal nail into the human nail exactly. like that would hurt yeah or that's why when you're like trimming dog's nails you have to be yeah. careful that oh, you yeah. don't accidentally cut the quick of the nail yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, either way, the devil was in major pain. Yeah. But Dunstan refused to take out the horseshoe off until the devil agreed to never enter a house that had a horseshoe hanging above it. Oh, cool. And that's where we get the legend. Also, Dunstan became the Archbishop of Canterbury in 959 AD. Just casually. <laughs> and Remember then... the days when you could just casually become the Archbishop of, of Canterbury? Canterbury. <laughs> and... He was then sainted, so he is now Saint Dunstan, and he for this a, or the bishop. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say it's for this <laughs> because I don't know, but I want to believe that he was like, yeah, I was a blacksmith, and I, you know, made sure that the devil won't go into your house, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, sainthood. All right. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Saint George who killed the dragon. Killed a dragon. Yeah. I wonder how much of these stories. <laughs> I mean, what are you? What are the odds you just smacked a lizard upside the head? <laughs> anyway, oh my god, <laughs> the first instance of instinct instance of a Komodo dragon in England. Yeah, which is impressive for a different reason. <laughs> anyway, so so um, that is uh, the origin of uh, why horseshoes are lucky. Yeah. Mm. Our third superstition is going to be about. Okay. Do you know why spilling salt or, you know, the throwing the shoulder thing? Do you know anything about that? So I thought that throwing salt was warning the devil in some capacity. Uh, I don't know any... I don't know of a superstition about spilling salt. I just know that salt was very valuable at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the superstition is if you spill salt, that's seen as bad luck. And in Mm. order to get the bad luck off, you have to throw it over your left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Spilling salt. The actual spilling salt is seen a bad luck. The only thing is this actually has a caveat. Most of the bad luck 
uh, things that we have is like, don't do that or it's going to suck. Mm. But, you know, with this one, it's like, don't do that unless you do this. <laughs> <laughs> so at least there's a way out. If exactly. You do yeah. There's a way out. Yeah. So, um, spilling salt was seen as bad luck. So first off, I would say that for most of human existence, salt was not readily available. And it was seen as a precious and a valuable commodity. Hmm. So, salt wasn't just used for flavor, although that was also very important. Hmm. But it was also used for food preservation. Because hmm. this is long before refrigeration wasn't a thing until, like, the last couple centuries. Hmm. Um, the last single century. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and even then, it's not like it was a thing everywhere. Yeah. So, like... Just for context, I think, I don't know the actual year that the refrigerator, as we know it, was invented, but I mean, they had, where like, we live, there's an ice, yeah. yeah. Um, there's ice boxes, ice wells, but even then, those weren't, like, that was just, like, architectural, Yeah. you know, it wasn't like they had any electricity to keep it refrigerated. Yeah. So... Um, in 1913 is when Fred W. Wolf invented the first home electric refrigerator, uh, which featured a refrigeration unit on top of an ice box. Mass production of domestic refrigerators uh, began in 1918. Yeah. So, um, like where we live, there was an ice house that was active through, I want to say, the 30s or so, because... It wasn't widespread until yeah. after, like, World War One. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, back in the day, they would preserve food either by drying it out, mm. like jerky and stuff, mm. or um, by, you know, salting it. Mm. Salted pork, salted fish, salted yeah. everything. So salt was seen as a very precious, and it was very valuable, especially in trading, mm. where you're taking food you know, mm. across the seas and in inland societies where they mm. might not have be like in the coastal region that has a lot of salt available. Mm. Mm. So salt even became a form of currency. Mm. Oh, is that where uh, worth your salt came from? Yes, it is. So the expression, it's not worth one salt, like mm. it's not worth yeah. anything, you yeah. know, like the word salary also originates from oh. sal. Which is the Latin word for salt. Also Spanish, but, you know, yeah. Latin. But. Cool. Well, um, I mean, Spanish is a romance language. Exactly. So. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. technically yeah, Latin yeah, came yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, so sal is a Latin word for salt. And re- possibly, yeah, it's possibly the name for salary or where we get salary because Roman soldiers receive salt as part of their compensation. Mm, cool. Yeah. So either way. Spilling salt was seen as very wasteful, very careless, and kind of taboo. Yeah. Um, and eventually, this spilling salt thing turned into, like, a warning that if you spill this, it will bring on bad luck. Oh, okay. Because it was, like, you know, it's basically, like, I accidentally knocked over our finest, like, whiskey or something. Oh, like, yeah. it was, like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Famously... Leonardo da Vinci referenced this superstition in his painting of The Last Supper. 
Oh, is there salt knocked over? There's a spilled salt cellar, and it's next to Judas um, Iscariot. And he is the one, uh, who, for those who don't know, who eventually betrayed Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so apparently this, this uh, superstition was around for a while. Yeah. Because it was seen as bad um, to spill salt. So the fact that Judas is spilling the salt kind of yeah. shows how bad yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is... Uh, the tangent for a tangent my ADHD brain is going all over the place um did you ever see that one TikTok where it's um someone saying like yeah we hear about the miracles that Jesus did but the real miracle was having 12 12. friends as an adult in his 30s and someone stitches that and says 11 yes (laughs) the spilled salt superstition grew and evolved over centuries if you spill salt it might mean um this is basically like if you spill salt, this is what might happen to you. Mm-hmm. So if you spill salt, you might it might have like mean a big fight. It might be the end of a friendship. It might be bad luck for the person. It might mean that the devil wasn't is invited to perform in evil deeds. Okay. And because of Da Vinci's painting and Judas spilling the salt, spilled salt also became associated with dishonesty and treachery. Hmm. So basically, all bad things. Yeah. So why throw the salt? Mm-hmm. Well, a Christian belief was that good spirits, and I say was because I don't know how many people still believe this, but this is, you know, old timeies. Yeah. Um, good spirits reside on the right-hand side, right side of God. Yeah, we believe yeah. that. Yeah. And the devil is on the left-hand side. Oh. So there's a belief that the devil is always just over your left shoulder waiting to tempt you or to take your soul. Mm. Hey, uh, do you know in like those movies where they have the little good, di- good, good angel yeah, and, and the devil? devil yeah. Do you know which shoulder it's on? Is it always like the good one on this side and the... I don't know. And the first one that's springing to mind... Is Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one that I was thinking of too. <laughs> How accurate is Emperor's New Groove to Christian mythology? Uh, very little given that it was uh, spoofing Inca mythology. So, you know. Honestly, it's a great movie. It's such a good movie. I just oh rewatched God. it like yeah. a Maybe, I think, over the new year. It was great. It's such a memeable movie. Anyway. Anyway. So, since spilling salt is seen as an invitation to the devil, if you throw the salt uh, with your right hand over your left shoulder, it'll go into the devil's eyes, leaving him blind and powerless. Cool. Um, So, it has a caveat. Alternatively, and Mm. this is something that only one source said, but I thought was quite funny. Yeah. If you spill salt, you can cry you can start to cry and make enough tears to dissolve the spilt salt but depending on how much salt you spill that's a lot of crying you might might be there for a while yeah so given the typical salt content for tears like (laughs) anyway seriously okay all right all right last one last one and this one, you're probably going to know the origins of it. And I'm actually excited to get into some of the origins, but this is opening an umbrella indoors. I think I know this one. Uh, and I think it's multifaceted. Yes. Uh, and I think it is also the reason why yeah, they were used for sun and not rain for the longest time is that it's an insult to Apollo. Mm. Or some sort of sun god, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is my guess, and I am sticking to it. Okay. I will say a sun god, 
But you will be happy to know that it was not Apollo. Who was it? So, some historians trace the origin to ancient <gasps> Egypt. There are certain things, actually technically insulting too. Let okay. me tell Let me tell Yeah. So, this is what I gathered. Hmm. Nobility and religious leaders used umbrellas. They really used parasols. Yeah. To protect themselves from, not from the rain, but from the heat of the sun. Hmm. So these parasols were thought to ward off spirits who might do them harm. And there was a belief that opening one indoors or even in the shade away from the sun's rays would offend Ra, the god of the sun. Mm. So that's why it's like, you know, don't do not do that where there's not yeah. the sun. Yeah. That's an insult to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Ra's not going to keep looking out for you if you keep being mean to him. Exactly. Because ancient deities are nothing if not petty. They are... Yeah. Ancient deities do be petty. Yeah. <laughs> um, additional belief. An additional belief. How do you pronounce the, her name? Newt. Newt. Yeah. Okay. Daughter of sky and heavens. Yes. God of sky and heavens. So yeah. there was an additional belief that um, you'd actually be insulting Newt because okay. she was the goddess that enveloped the sky like a, a huge umbrella. And these beautiful man-made parasols they're actually made with peacock feathers and papyrus. Huh. They're beautiful. And they represented the goddess. Cool. So, because of their religious significance, they were usually held only over the noble classes. Um, and the shadow that surrounded the person underneath the parasol was considered very sacred. Hmm. So, if somebody other than the nobility stepped on this space, it was considered sacrilegious. So, that's not exactly the origin, but it is kind of like a little preamble to, like, maybe they... <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. The modern superstition likely stems from the 18th and 19th centuries. Okay. When waterproof umbrellas with metal spokes were popularized. Okay. Now, these umbrellas were very similar to the ones we have today, but they were very awkward to open they're very large in size. Yeah. So the frame of the umbrella relied on sharp metal spokes that would open, like that would spring open at the command of a stiff spring mechanism. So there was no, like, you know how nowadays you can kind of slowly open an umbrella yeah. and it slowly opens up? Oh, but there's still a couple where you press a button and it's like... It's basically like that for <laughs> yeah. all of them. Okay. So because you don't press the button and... Kind exactly. Of yeah. So, um, it was basically, like, no in-between. It was either really clo tightly closed or it just sprung into action. Often with such force that it could cause injury to people. Oh, so don't be in an enclosed space on the wrong side of this thing. Yeah. So don't try to... So you don't, like, accidentally poke someone in the eye with a yeah. metal spike. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Not, not just that. Not just causing injury to people, but it could also break any, like, fragile objects that might be around, like if you were in a house or a small space. Yeah. So think of like, I don't know, some fine china or a vase. Oh, That thing yeah. springs open. Yeah. And it's just on the floor. Yeah. Shattered. That makes sense. Incidents like this could cause anger, uh, arguments among family and friends, which was considered bad luck, or at least something to be avoided. Um, and so this is why I'm like, maybe people brought tapped into that old legend of mm. don't open an umbrella yeah. and umbrellas are a sacred thing and yeah. kind of yeah. sprinkle that into modern days oh, yeah. to kind of explain why you shouldn't open an umbrella yeah. indoors. Yeah. Now, some think that opening an umbrella indoors will upset a home's good spirits mm. and that these guardians of the home 
who are otherwise protective will cause misfortune to rain upon the family if an umbrella is opened in their presence. Mm. Not sure. Mm. I mean, it's a possibility. Mm. But uh, it's interesting to note that apparently bad luck does not occur if the umbrella has first been opened outdoors and then brought in to dry. Oh, oh so like if you come in from a rainy day, you can like close it inside and yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just the initial opening yeah. of an umbrella inside yeah. that that's seen as bad luck. Okay. Um, a couple more umbrella superstitions. It's bad luck if an umbrella is the color black. Okay. Sucks for most people, I yeah. think. Yeah, uh, I think my primary umbrella is black, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, it's bad luck if it was given as a gift. I've also been gifted an umbrella, so... God, you just <laughs> and it's one of my favorite of umbrellas. <laughs> well, it's a raining men umbrella I got in a white elephant. Oh my God, <laughs> it's raining men. Uh, Apparently, it's bad luck if it has never been used outside in the rain, so try to use your umbrellas when okay. you can. Yeah. If it's opened on a ship or if it's dropped on the floor. I have done at least one of those things. Last but not least... I think we both know this superstition. If rain is predicted on any given day, take an umbrella with you and it won't rain. Yeah. If you leave the umbrella behind, it will definitely rain. <laughs> well, and I think is. there's a whole joke. Like, we have that exact superstition about a ghost co-worker in particular. Yeah. Like, if he does have his umbrella, it's not, not gonna, gonna rain. rain. And if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't it's, it's gonna, gonna rain. And so we... No, that's, that was yeah. good. I literally put in my notes... Um, that our, our co-workers always say, like, yeah. do you have an umbrella? Oh, I have an umbrella, so that means it's not going to rain, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was cute, like a cute little thing to end on. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we do that. Yeah. So right. those are this week's four superstitions. I also, freaking, I still have enough for a part three. Well, Depending. I mean, yeah. these are easy episodes to do, and I enjoy them. Yeah, and it, it feels like it's such an infinite source as well, yeah. because then you can get into, like, well, it's a superstition in, like, I don't know, sub-Saharan Africa in the year 1400 to do this. Exactly. You know, like, there's... You can get super specific, mm -hmm. you know? Because these are just superstitions that are popular, like, in the U.S. We're yeah. not even going into different yeah. countries. <laughs> yeah. But, with all that said, if you have any suggestions on where to go next for a specific superstition episode, or if there's a superstition you want us to look into, send us an email, drearymidnightpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. If you want to donate to the show, patreon.com slash drearymidnight. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at drearymidnightpod. Check out the uh, blog that I'm going to try and update more regularly, which will also be linked in the show notes. And with all that said don't irritate newt don't or, irritate newt or any ancient any, gods really any deity just um, try to stay on the deity's good side yeah whichever side that may be and but hopefully you'll be fine yeah and just in general safe travels home on this dreary midnight good night good night